What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to the Positivity Effect podcast, the place to be to learn how to feel great about your life. My name is Ozro Hepworth. You can call me Oz, as in positivity. At my core, I'm a teacher, an educator, and a student of life. The purpose of the Positivity Effect podcast is to illustrate the value and extreme benefit of integrating positivity into your day-to-day life. I believe that positivity is a choice. When you change your mind, you change your life. And positivity is one of the most effective ways to do that. Again, welcome to the podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Sup, beautiful people. Welcome to episode number two of the Positivity Effect podcast. My name is Ozro Hepworth, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about frustration, the importance of defining what you care about, and what it's like to trust the process. Before we dive into today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Positivity Effect podcast wherever you're listening, whether it's on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, or another podcast app that you prefer, be sure to hit that subscribe button because this is the place to be to learn how to feel great about your life. With that said, let's dive into today's episode, starting with frustration. Frustration has been top of mind for me lately for a few reasons, one of them being, of course, the current climate we are living in due to the global pandemic. But on a more personal level, I've been experiencing frustration for a number of reasons. And when I'm honest with myself, the biggest one is because my expectations are not being met. And let me clarify what I mean by this. I have been talking about personal growth and sharing the value of positivity for over three years now. And I haven't reached the number of people that I've wanted to reach. I have not been able to impact the t- the at the level that I've wanted to impact people in regards to numbers. So whether I put out a video on Instagram, I put out a tweet on Twitter, or in this case, create a podcast, I haven't been able to get the kind of results that I want to have. And because of that, I end up experiencing frustration. And the reason I'm sharing this is because in naming the frustration, I have learned that it lessens its negative impact on me. Because in the past, when I have gotten frustrated, it leads to me getting more and more irritated it leads to me experiencing uh, more harmful emotions like negativity and I actually end up curtailing or preventing myself from moving forward in a given endeavor because of said frustration so this time around my aim is to learn the lesson so that in the future when I experience frustration it doesn't derail my efforts Now, 
Why is this important to talk about frustration and identifying frustration? Think about those moments when you've experienced frustration. What tends to be the outcome after that? Does that lead to more positive results, a more positive effect, or does it lead to a more negative impact on your goals, your dreams, your intentions in life? Personally, in the past, frustration has led to more negative results. And the main reason being is because in those moments, I get lost in the frustration. And the second reason is that in those moments, that frustration leads me to a more harmful feelings of self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and all these other things around worth and value. So moving forward, my aim for myself and for you is to practice these three things. First, identify that you experience frustration. Acknowledge that you experience frustration. Name that you experience frustration. Second, clarify what frustration feels like to you. So for me, frustration feels like a tightness in my chest, a restriction in my abdomen area, a tension in my neck and shoulders, and then this facial expression that looks like I'm ready to go to battle, this angry face, this irritated face. That's how frustration shows up in my body. How frustration shows up in my mind is it leads me to being more narrow-minded. I am a lot less patient. I am less tolerant of things not going the way I want it to go. I am impatient. And as I said earlier, I also tend to fall into this mental state of imposter syndrome, self-doubt, it's not good enough, so on and so forth. So that's number two, is clarify what the experience of frustration is like for you. Step number three, work through the frustration. Develop methods for dissipating its effect on you. So for example, breathing is a great simple tool. When Once you name that you're frustrated, once you identify the feelings, the sensations of frustration in your body and mind, next is to breathe into it. Just inhale and exhale. Inhale deep enough that you feel the rib cage expand and exhale. Let the frustration go. Let the body relax. Let the mind come at to ease. Next, after you breathe and relaxed into it, you can then journal about why you might be frustrated. So for instance, I have been experiencing frustration lately because I'm not getting the type of reaction that I want to get in regards to my podcasts, my positivity videos. I want to know that what I'm saying, what I'm sharing is having an impact on people. I don't want to just hear, good job, thanks, keep going. I want to really know what it is people connected with and how it impacted them. So for me, it's important to clarify that both for me and then those of you listening to clarify that that is my expectation is that when you listen to these podcasts, I want to know from you what 
resonated with you? What did you connect with? And then how did it impact you? For me, that is important. That's the three-step process for identify or for dealing with frustration. First, name it. Second, identify how you experience frustration. And then third, use practices and techniques to lessen its impact on you. The second thing I want to talk about in today's episode is caring. And this is related to the frustration. So earlier I shared what's been causing my frustration lately. And this came into more clarity during a mastermind call that I had with a group of amazing guys. And one of them, his name's Alex Goldau. He was sharing how in certain instances, he really cares about things. And that's what gets him through the ups and downs of something is the caring aspect. And that helped me understand that one of the reasons I have been frustrated lately is because I truly care about my message of positivity getting out there to more and more people. I truly care that there's a lot of people out there suffering with depression, sadness, loneliness, not feeling like they're enough, not feeling like they're worthy. And I know these people are out there. I know those people are out there. Maybe you're one of them. Maybe you know someone in that place because I was once there. And because I was once there, I know those people exist. And as I've developed my own intuition, I can feel that there's more and more people out there suffering from sadness, depression, boredom, uh, apathy, and just not knowing what to do with their life, especially, again, because of what's going on in the world at the moment. And it's important to help these individuals by providing them practical ways on how they can get out of their depression. And I, from my own experience, have found that focusing on positivity every single day does that. Now, the way this is tied in with frustration is because I care so much about this mesh, this mission, this messaging, I'm not getting the results that I want and therefore I lead to, it leads to me experiencing frustration. Whereas if I didn't care, I probably wouldn't be as frustrated. And that helped me realize that certain aspects of my intentions, I don't care about. For the last year or so, I've been playing with this idea of being a coach, like being a life coach. And I realized that I frankly don't care about doing that. I don't care about coaching somebody. What I care more about is helping many people through the process of getting over their depression. That's what I really care about. So as opposed to helping people one-on-one, My biggest passion is to helping many people climb out of depression, overcome the demon of doubt through positivity, through personal growth, through self-ownership. And this process of identifying what I really care about has helped me focus and channel my energy into those things that are important 
and spend less time and energy on those things that aren't in alignment with that thing I care about. So instead of getting distracted, like, oh, let me try this, let me go here, let me do this, let me do that, I can say, no, I don't care about those things, so therefore I'm not gonna put my time and energy into those things. I care about this, and that's where I'm gonna channel my focus and my energy. And for you, again, one of my biggest endeavors is to give practical ways on how you can have a positive effect on your life. So practically speaking, how you can identify what you care about, first and foremost, take some time and journal about what it is you find your energy going to without effort. If, for example, if somebody was to ask me to talk about positivity, I can effortlessly do it. There's no resistance whatsoever. I'm more than happy and willing to do that. Whereas if it involves other things that aren't in the realm of something I care about, I have to really encourage myself to do it. I have to push myself to do it. So for yourself, think about those areas that you effortlessly get involved. What is it that you care about? And then clarify why you care about it. Again, I care about the message of positivity because I know it can help people overcome depression. Why is it that you care about the things you care about? Why is it that you want to help the world in the way you want to help them? Again, for me, I care so much because I not only found that positivity helped me, but when I was younger, I did not have positive male role models in my life. I was starving for them, I was hungry for them, and they weren't around. So I care that I am a positive example, positive male role model for these young men out there because it's a tumultuous time for them and I want to be the person that can show them how to be a positive influence in this world. So that's my caring. Now, for you, clarify what it is you care about. And it might take some time, be okay with that. You might experience frustration, be okay with that. The important part is that you clarify what it is you care about and then channel your energy into doing those activities that support that caring endeavor. All right, so I've covered frustration, I've covered caring, now to the heart of it, the trusting the process. And again, I'm going to refer to the men's group that I'm a part of. That was our topic of our last conversation was the difference between belief and trust and trusting the process. And during the conversation, I brought up the question of how do we cultivate this ability to trust the process? Because again, I am a firm believer in having practical methods of growing as a person. It's, for me, it's not enough to just, yay, believe that trusting the process is going to work. Yes. And how does one go about doing that? Because I could say to you, just say this affirmation and your life will be better. But in truth, you need to take action. You need to do practical things to make your life better. So it's not enough to just have inspiration and motivation. You need to have a step-by-step process in which to implement and put that inspiration and motivation into action. And that's what I've learned from 
making daily videos around personal growth and positivity is that you need to take action. It's not enough to be inspired, to be motivated, to understand the theory, to, to believe in a message. You need to take action. So trusting the process. What does that look like? How does one lean into trusting the process? How does one practically practice trusting the process? And I came up with this process, this approach. One, identify those times in your life when things just worked out for you, when you were just in the flow. You wanted something and it just effortlessly came to you. You said, I wanted to go here, or I wanted this result, or I wanted that object, and it just happened. You did, you put very little effort in. There was no stress, there was no anxiety, there was no worry. Each step came and you're like, yep, I'm gonna do that. Yep, I'm gonna do that. Yep, I'm gonna do that. And it just flowed. So identify those moments in your life when that happened. Step two, very similar to the frustration step, identify what it felt like in your body and in your mind. How did your body feel when you were in those moments of going with the flow? How did, what was your mental state when you were in those moments of going with the flow? And then number three, engross yourself in that experience. So bring back to the forefront of your mind what you felt like physically, mentally, and emotionally, when you're in that state of trusting the process. Your body was probably relaxed, your mind was at ease, and in regards to your action steps, you just intuitively knew, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. There was no questioning, should I do this? There was no questioning, should I do that? There was no, I need to plan extensively, you just did it. You took one step at a time and you trusted that it was gonna work out. Now, let me give you some examples for myself. When I became a massage therapist, that was a moment when I trusted the process. I didn't plan to be a massage therapist. I did not question being a massage therapist. I was just driving along in Layton, Utah to work and I came across a sign that said massage therapy school. And something within me said, oh, go in there. So I turned in, went into the school, got the tour, got the introduction, and I registered and enrolled that day. So there was no resistance. There was no questioning. There was no logical, should I do this? Should I do not? Should I not do this? Blah, blah, blah. It was just like, yes, 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 yes. A similar experience happened when I had the opportunity to work on a cruise ship. I heard about the opportunity and boom, Nothing was going to get in my way of applying to the job. Nothing was going to get in my way of making it to London, doing the training. Everything just fell into place and I was willing to do whatever it took to make that happen. And again, there was this sense of ease, this sense of relaxation, this sense of support every step of the way. Was it easy? No. Sometimes I had to put in a little bit of extra effort. Other times I had to let go of certain expectations that I had, or I had to practice non-attachment. So it wasn't necessarily easy, but the flow was still there. Another time was when I decided to become a teacher. I just graduated with my degree in computer information systems, and then I had the opportunity to 
become a teacher and that was like a total right turn from what I was doing but again it just felt like the right thing to do my body felt comfortable my mind was at ease and there was no anxiety there was no worry there was no fear of failure it just happened so for yourself you might ask how do I trust the process how do I cultivate this ability to trust the process you're gonna one identify and acknowledge times when it's already happened in your life because believe me trust me you've had those moments you just need to recall them two you're going to acknowledge what that felt like in your body and in your mind in your emotions what was that experience like if you had to describe it to me what would it be like and then third you're going to relive that experience put yourself in that moment you're going to close your eyes and envision yourself in that state once again just as olympic athletes professional athletes can envision themselves practicing their craft without actually doing it you're going to envision and visualize yourself in those moments of trusting the process going with the flow and just having it happen having it work out for you that's how you're going to cultivate this ability to trust the process all right now to review and bring it all together i talked about frustration and how you go about addressing it by naming it identifying how you experience it in your body and your mind and then breathing through it and letting it go second i talked about caring and the importance of identifying what it is you truly care about not what your parents care about not what your family cares about not what your friends care about not what society cares about what do you care about and then third how do you cultivate this ability to trust the process and the reason these all go together is because one of the reasons I've been experiencing frustration lately is, be, is due to my not trusting the process, not giving it time to marinate, not allowing the seed to grow in its own time. And part of the frustration also is because I care about it. So identifying that in caring about something, I may experience frustration. And because of that possibility, I need to practice non-attachment. I may care about this seed that I plant, but I'm also not attached to it growing in one day or one instance. And then the way I do that is by trusting the process. And the way I trust the process is to recall times when it's happened in the past, recall what it feels like in my body and mind, and then envision me in that state right now. So that no matter what, whether I'm making this podcast today or podcasts in the future, positivity videos, trying to grow my Patreon and getting supporters that way. All this involves trusting the process and still holding on to the caring, the intention, the purpose, and realizing that frustration is only gonna get in the way and harm the process. And that's it for episode number two of the Positivity Effect podcast. Keep listening because I want to let you know how you can connect and let me know what you thought of today's episode. All right, beautiful people, it's connection time. First of all, thanks for listening to today's 
positivity effect episode. In regards to connection, I thrive when I'm able to respond to real-time feedback. And this is where you come in. I would love to hear from you. What part of the episode did you resonate with the most? What part of the episode did you connect with the most? And how did that impact you? How did that affect you? You can connect with me and let me know in a number of ways. You can hit me up on Twitter. You can send me a DM on Instagram. And if you're listening to the podcast on Anchor, you can send me a voiced memo. Again, I thrive off of real-time feedback, so I love to hear from you. Stay positive, my friends, and I'll catch you next time.